Kia ora, welcome into this week's edition of The Front Row, the morning after the 63-0 win for the All Blacks over Canada. With me to dissect that and other results of this World Cup and plenty more as well, uh, uh, former All Black and Manu Samoa international officer Tanu and One News rugby editor Andrew Saville. Let's get straight into it. Gentlemen, what are you looking at? Good morning. Hello. <laughs> Good afternoon. Hello. Welcome. Yes, hello. Uh, 63-0, nine tries. Uh, officer, what did we learn from that, if anything? Well, uh, the indoor conditions are tough. Um, a lot of handling errors last night. Um, I think the, 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 the result was, could have been a little bit more, but uh, I think it's just a process. It was interesting to hear what Steve uh, Hansen had to say, um, that, that if they had started like they'd want, like to in the second half, mm. then he would have been happy. And I think uh, that sort of says a little bit about that first half performance. Yeah, four tries, I think it was, in 11 minutes after the halftime break. They, they just really rattled through. A real through. burst. They must yeah. have been given a rack up at halftime. I think the start of the game, you've got to remember, it was about 90% humidity, mm. 25, 30 degrees, um, in, inside that roof but with both ends open very hot steamy conditions and I think the players struggled in the first 10 or 15 yeah. to just adjust. you can train it all you like but when you're playing in it when you've got a team coming at you and the humidity is even higher than what you're training and it's, it is tricky but are they playing I know they like to play fast and that's how they catch a lot of teams on the hop but are they playing too fast for these conditions I don't think so. You're going to get. I think there was 15 handling yeah. errors. You're going to get that when they move the ball so much and in these conditions. The way they're playing, that is going to win them a World Cup or have the best chance of winning the World Cup. I think they're playing quick. You know, quick lightning, quick uh, ruck ball, uh, and they're moving that ball. Offloads are, 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 seem to be the key on a hard and fast track. Um, but uh, the only thing I, I think they, they need to do is just adjust their alignment because they play very flat off the ball. So if they just give themselves a... Do you think they should go a bit deeper? Or a little bit deeper and, and slow their feet down when they're coming into, into the contact area. But other than that, you know, they just have to get used to that, that ball and, uh, and the offload and that risk is... Rather than 50-50, they have to be a little bit more mindful of, of, the, of receiving the ball first before... Uh, executing the mm. next part. Just continu continuing on that theme and from mm. something you just told us just before we hit record on this show, uh, I think this is a massive call. You think that someone has played themselves into this the, the big time 23, the, the number one 23. Um, and, and again, you know, like a, we didn't quite see the, the game uh, map that we wanted to, that, that the All Blacks normally play and, and a lot of it stems around that 9-10 now we're playing those two first five fullback roles for a reason, and we don't need that fullback to come in or the first five to come in and clear halfbacks. So the halfbacks just got to get in there and clear that ball. I just think that TJ, just in that game, I wasn't 100% happy on how he played. I think he could have played a little bit more of a, a real good service role. But then we saw the difference in the second half when Brad Weber came on, mm. and it was just lightning quick ball. And when the opportunities came off off that support play. He picked up two really, you know, good tries. He realised that this was his big opportunity. And yeah. his service was outstanding, his support was fantastic, and his speed. We know he's quick, but last night, gee, he looked like he'd even <laughs> got even yeah. faster. Um, and he wouldn't have done his chances no harm at all. Uh, I, thought it was, I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, he could have picked up a third, and I think he was yep. just a bit too quick on that one and just had to be a bit more patient. But, you know, that for me is, is you know... To really work Richie and Bowden, we just need that halfback to clear, and that's what Aaron does, and I think Brad might have snuck himself into that starting 
test squad. Very interesting. All right, well, another three who were pretty impressive, and that is the trio of the Barretts, Geordie, Bowden and Scott. They became the first trio of siblings to play together at a World Cup for the All Blacks and marked the historic night with a try each. Long way from home to make that tackle. No one wide now. Surely Moanga sees it. And Geordie Barrett finishes the job. Great vision from Moonga. Pirinara. Wide to Williams this time. The kick through. Barrett classy. That is a salutary lesson in organisation and vision. 22. Moonga. Moonga. Ghosting through the gap. Read inside. There's the try for Scotty Barrett. They are troubling the scorers today, the Barrett family. A first time three brothers have lined up for the All Blacks in a Rugby World Cup match. Yeah, and I think there was a great line from Scotty. He almost the... dropped that again, didn't he? <laughs> he did, he actually. He yeah, one yeah. in the first And then Bowden dropped the one a a uh, on the 80th it, minute it. as well. Mm. Yeah. But no, there was a great line from Scotty during the commentary when, um, when it went through all the, all the brothers' hands. Bowden got chipped to... over the top for Geordie to catch Geordie inside to Scott, and Scott <laughs> got dragged down, and Sumo said they'd run out of Barretts. Because I think if <laughs> there had been a fourth Barrett there, he would have been in. Yeah. Where was Kane when you need him? Mm. Uh, not a bad night's work as well uh, for Richie Mawanga. He was man of the match. He played a hand in several of the tries had a 100% conversion success rate and he spoke after the game. Look, it's a humbling moment and a proud moment for myself and my family and friends, but obviously none of it's possible without the boys, um, you know, in front doing the work, but just a great occasion it was and an entertaining match and I'm sure we'll take a lot of learnings out of that game. Yeah, they probably will, and we've spoken about the learnings, but let's talk about Richie Mwanga and the Bowden-Barrett combination briefly. Mwanga last night, I th for me, if he's a... Um, he looked like he was more comfortable every mm. game he plays at 10 because he's the backline leader, mm. isn't he? With, with Bowden to a lesser degree because Moonga is the 10. But he just looked a lot more comfortable. Uh, he backed himself more, a bit more room against the Canadian defence. Oh, I, I think the, that combination is starting to really flourish now, um, knowing where without the combination between 9 and 10, but the, the, the 10 and 15 just popping in in the right times at the right place and not overlapping each other. So, you know, even though they're both good game controllers, uh, they it, seem to really gel really nicely. If you're defending against that and trying to rush defend, mm. it must be blimmin' confusing to look up and which way <laughs> they're going to go. That's <laughs> right. But, but now, I think they've played, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they've both played 160 minutes in this tournament, or at least close to it. They're likely both maybe going to take a rest I think against they will. Namibia. I think they'll start Jordy so, Barrett or someone else at 10 against yeah. Namibia. Yep. And then what, Ben yep. Smith at fullback? Uh, maybe Jordy I presume at so, Jordy at fullback. Uh, and then against Italy, I think you'll see the number one lineup. Back again. Yep. Looking forward to Sunday, uh, what will the All Blacks approach be, do you reckon, in what should be another very easy game? I know we mentioned just before uh, about probably Richie and Bowden Barrett taking a rest, but how do they approach this game? Do they give more players a go? Do they try and get more of their number one side a chance? How do you think they'll approach this? Set? I think they've got to give guys who haven't had a big stretching of the legs uh, a run. I think we'll see again the All Blacks playing at pace and Namibia will not stand any chance whatsoever. No, I didn't think Canada stood a chance last night. I think that scoreline will be even yeah. 
they're going to be right. What do you want to see from them, Afisa? What do they need to do better mm. heading into that game against Italy? Because then that's the last chance before things are mm. cutthroat. Just for squad members to get out there and have a run, just to remind the coaches that they're there to go. And, uh, if anything was to hopefully not eventuate in terms of injuries or someone might play their way in, you never know. But uh, to be able to go and, and put that all-black jersey on and, and show them they know what's happened with the handling errors, um, some of the things that weren't working structurally or in their pattern. But uh, it's a good opportunity for the squad to go and be part of the World Cup and be part of this all-black team. You mentioned halfbacks before. Um, and Weber mm. could well be on the bench for the big games if they want that pace and service. Let's wind the clock back. And when you were servicing Carlos Spencer, again, a, a fantastic attacking 10, um, was it just the fact of looking up, trying to find where he was and passing? Or did you know, did you have a feeling of what he was going to do, having played with yeah. him so much? Oh, I, I just think you, you, that combination, that time together, you know, we had a lot of games together. Um, and, and just being able to know how we fit into the... There is a certain way off lineups or set-piece and how you play, but then the informal stuff is where you start to get that, that combination of that sixth sense or where he is. And, you know, he's got a loud voice. Him and Foxy were very similar mm. in terms of direction, but uh, just that informal stuff, I think, Loss added, added a little bit more flair to it. So, so I think last night I enjoyed seeing Moonga and Barrett bidding this combo in mm. more with, mm. their, with their halfbacks. That yeah. was the big key right. for me. Just before we move off the All Blacks, I do want to get your opinion on a couple of players. One is Sonny Bill Williams. Has he done enough to be starting in the midfield for mm. those big games? And the other is Rico Ioane. Would you have ever thought 12 months ago no. that Rico Ioane, he won't be anywhere near the number one side come the quarterfinals and the semifinals? He, he did all right last night, yep. but he didn't do nearly enough to force his way in. So those two guys. I think mm. if they had have had Bridge and especially Reese with that electric pace, mm. bang off the mark, things might have been a little bit different or more tries scored last night. But totally agree. Mm. This time last year, or the last couple of years, Rico Ioani was the first guy you'd write in the 15. Yeah. And Sonny Bill? Um, just on Rico, I, I, I feel that um, that's what pressure does, you know. I don't think in this time, uh, and respectfully to Rico, he's had a lot of pressure on him since he's been involved in the seven since 17 years old. Um, this is the first time he's actually had to really compete for his position at uh, on the wing. For Sonny Bill... Whoever thought that he would, you know, the offload king would put a chip in behind. <laughs> that was fantastic. Would, yeah, and yeah. and that, that is just bringing different mm-hmm. uh, um, parts of his game. And so now when you look at him, he's not just going to run an offload. He's got other parts and that makes him a lot more dangerous. All right, well, let's get away from the All Blacks now and look at the uh, sometimes other dramatic moments of this World Cup events of the past week. Uh, as we predicted on the show last week, I know you guys weren't here, but as we predicted, red cards. Uh, and they've come thick and fast. And there was uh, Samu Karevi, the incident in the Wallabies loss to the Wallabies. Let's have a quick look at that again. Uh, and I want you to look at the ball carrier, which is gold number 12 here. And his left forearm. Ben Skeen has put this vision in front of Ramon Poit, talking about the forearm of Samu Karevi. Penalty kick against 12 uh, Australia. Quote 12 gold, correct. Okay. Yeah, like that's just a good, that is terrible tackle technique. And like he's just done a very good carry. So we can't carry if that's going to be the ruling. Michael Hooper, that's terrible tackle technique. He's bang on, isn't he? I mean, this game, 
I feel like is heading into dangerous territory the way, I know they've got a crackdown on head. What, ha- what happened is, I think in that first weekend it was a free-for-all and the referees actually missed quite a lot of stuff because I think the directive came down, lads, not too many cards first weekend, not too many penalties, let, ga- let games flow, let's drag in the viewers and the audience. Then they've gone completely the other way. You oh, guys need far. to start picking up everything and it's just gone mm. too far. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a few games where um, they'll go into the pocket. Yes, I understand that technically when, when you're coming up and some of them have slipped high and some of them in terms of the, the seatbelt effect where they're not knocking forward, it's going straight to the head and the head's going back. Um, and they're, they're calling it and they're seeing it right. But, um, you know, just being in touch with the game and seeing that it didn't do that much damage. That Samu Karevi incident yeah. of FISA... No doubt you would have carried the ball before with your arm like that. I mean, what else that's just do? natural, isn't it? Mm. Well, if someone's uh, coming to what's you, what's the difference to... with with that and offend? I mean, exactly. you know, I mean, do we stop fending it? it, it if you fend someone in the chest, yeah. So you chest, know, that's yeah. I'm I'm initiating um, anything above her. So is that a high? So it's yeah, we're we just have to be. Very mindful that a been, game, it's a physical game. Rugby is a, a very and physical And things game. happen in the blink of an eye. And if you slow something down, that is a brutal and sometimes violent sport. If you slow it down enough, you're going to find something mm. in every tackle. Mm. They've got to find that middle ground. And hopefully this is all being worked out in the pool game so yep. that by the time we come to the playoffs where, where massive results are on the line, where careers are on the line, they get it right. They get the mix right. And, and, and tournaments as the games go on, will get into fatigue and guys will get them wrong. And that's just the nature of big tournaments long. I mean, there'll be two, two months playing rugby every day and, and they'll get it wrong at some stage. So you have to be mindful of that. I don't want to steal a quote, but we're not playing tiddlywinks, are we? Uh, what we didn't see coming was Japan's incredible win over Ireland. They came into the tournament ranked number one in the world, the Irish. Fair to say Joe Schmidt was not too impressed after that result got penalised for a few offsides and then we became hesitant and once we became hesitant we couldn't really put the same pressure on them as they were putting on us and they got a a, a real roll on. Yeah, the, probably the biggest disappointment is obviously to score two tries in the first quarter and not to add to that um, is, is incredibly disappointing. Just very quickly, gents, uh, are they still a threat at this World Cup, the Irish? Well, they, they'll probably get two bonus point wins and they will make the quarters, but I think they could well be facing the All Blacks in the quarters. Biggest game this weekend, Japan-Samoa. Mm. Absolutely. And, and that, that, that game would be... Um, it was nice that, that uh, um, one of the, the wingers didn't get a, a, a sanction and so he's led off for that game, uh, Fido, and so that, that's going to be good. So Samoa will be... A little bit of good news for them leading into that game. Are they good enough? I think they're competitive enough. I just think they need to get a little freshen up their legs. They look very heavy in their last game. And so I think mm. um, in this game here, there needs to be a reaction of what happened against Scotland. So, so uh, England-Argentina this weekend, mm. um, that's a key game. Hopefully the Pumas will mm. get really stuck into the English <laughs> forward pack, especially and the in and Japan, Japan Samoa. Samoa. Looking forward to it. All right, well, that's more than enough for this week. We'll be back next Thursday here on the front row as we look at the final pool games. Of course, the All Blacks taking on Namibia on Sunday. Enjoy your weekend.